Hi babe and welcome to Unfuck Your Life, the show for ambitious females who want more in their careers, their relationships, a romance and overall lifestyle and who aren't afraid to claim it. My name is Laura Hurdy and I'm your go-to mentor for all things feminine leadership, self-mastery, inner healing, advanced manifestation and creating your ultimate dream life. Oh and make sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a beat. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode on Unfuck Your Life, the show for ambitious women who are ready to calibrate to their next level. So today's guest is a woman whose journey I've been admiring for a couple of years now. She's a fellow generator, a Satch Moon, and an absolute powerhouse woman, especially when it comes to business and all things personal development. Krista Williams is the co-founder of Almost 30, a top 50 podcast, a global brand and community. With a background in digital marketing, sales and strategy, Krista left the corporate world behind to build Almost 30 from the ground up alongside her best friend, which I think is so damn cool. Since the inception in 2016, Almost 30 has grown to more than 50 million downloads, has been nominated for the best wellness podcast and best spirituality podcast. Krista leads worldwide events, digital programs, including the Love One Book Club, her live edit course, and a membership platform to fuel her community's conscious evolution. As the co-founder of Podcast Pro, Krista guides others to build their dream podcast and career. She's also the creator of It's Krista, which provides an honest take on health, wellness, spirituality, and style. She's a leading speaker on the topics of entrepreneurship, personal development, modern spirituality, and body acceptance, which are all topics you babes know I love jamming on. So Krista, welcome to Unfuck Your Life. It's so, so good to have you here. So good to have you. That's quite the list. I Sometimes I'm like, what is that me that we're talking about? But yeah, I'm grateful to be here with your audience and you. I just, I love that we connected and I'm excited to jam on all of the things that we were talking about right before this, including dating and microdosing and just some juicy topics. So it's going to be good. Thank you so, so much for being here. And your ride will dive into all things conscious dating, being in your 30s and thriving, designing a life that you really, really, really feel good and passionate about. We'll also touch on our Saturn return. And so, so much more. So to kick it off, Krista, tell us a little bit more about yourself and your story, anything that I obviously haven't mentioned. So what got you to where you are today in your life, in your career? Like what shaped you into the person that you are right now? Yeah, I think so. The list that you shared sometimes is like the ego list of the achievements Mm -hmm. and all the things that I've done. But um, I'm someone that's a deep feeler. I've always felt like a rebel. And I think my spiritual journey really started when I hit rock bottom when I was in my early 20s. So it was before my Saturn return. I was living in a city called Chicago, working at a job that I hated in a relationship that felt unaligned in friendships that didn't feel super expansive and nourishing. Mm-hmm. And I just became so anxious and depressed that I didn't want to live anymore. And I remember one morning waking up just feeling like this had to be it. There had to be more or I was going to do something Um, and realizing that I needed to make a change. And that change led me to find meditation, 
and yoga. And that was really the beginning of my spiritual journey, my spiritual awakening. And my spirituality and that spiritual path has really saved my life in addition to making me who I am. So I stopped drinking and I really, really cultivated a completely new path when I was around 25, 26. And then I eventually ended up moving to New York and then Los Angeles. And in Los Angeles, found my best friend and co-host, Lindsay, during our Saturn return. And we started Almost 30 Podcasts during that time. And that was really like the catapult for me in spirituality because I had so much access to people through the podcast to learn about things. Um, But I'm really curious... I'm really fun loving and I'm someone that really, really is dedicated to a life of growth and of love and of transformation. And I've made it my life, thankfully. I love that so, 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 so much. So for you, it all started in your early 20s. And then when Mm. you were in your mid 20s, you really noticed like, okay, like I'm making the changes, I'm taking the steps. What were the things that made you really, really go, okay, like I'm done with this, I'm done settling, I'm done, you know, tolerating average in my life, in my career, my Mm. relationship, all the things. What made you like go like, okay, like I will, I will take it, I will make a, make a change now, I will take the steps. Like what mm-hmm. helped you to do that? Because I know a lot of people are stuck in the same place of like, I'm not happy right now, but also I'm so terrified of changing anything. Yeah, that's a huge question. And I think what is so beautiful about hitting rock bottom, like I hit rock bottom, ending the relationship. Um, I had a sexual assault case at my work. I was so depressed and anxious is that you're so uncomfortable that you have to make a change. So at that moment, I had to do something. I had to make a desperate change to change my life. But what happens a lot of times is people can feel really uncomfortable and unhappy for a long period of time, and that can be their state. They can feel like it's normal to hate their job. It's normal to be in average friendships. It's normal to be in average relationships because for a lot of us, that's what we've seen and grown up with. I grew up in a small town in Ohio. My parents divorced. They were never really happy together. And I never saw people that had jobs that they loved. I never saw people that loved their bodies. I never saw people that really developed and cultivated a spiritual practice. I never saw people that had nourishing, loving relationships. So for a lot of us, we're creating those new templates. We're actually the first ones that are living lives of alignment, of truth, of purpose, of power. But it means that we have to do the hard things by making the hard decisions to really cultivate that life. So growth feels uncomfortable when you're making change in your Mm -hmm. life. It feels uncomfortable. And I think for a lot of people, they think that it's like they want to get to the life of that they love or the job that they love or the relationships Mm -hmm. that they love, but they don't realize that it's a death process. It's a grieving process. It's a detox process. And it usually has to get really, really sticky and really, really hard before it gets beautiful. And that was my journey. It was so hard for me in my twenties. Like I really was not happy with the person that I was. I wasn't happy with my body. I wasn't happy with my relationships. I felt so anxious and depressed, but that's really what propelled me to find greater peace and happiness. And now I can say on the other side of my Saturn return, on the other Mm -hmm. side of some really hard decisions, endings of relationships, you know, some tough things, I now feel more peace than ever before. So for anyone that's really struggling and they feel like they're unhappy with their life and their situation, one of the biggest simple things I think people can do is to journal. And I know that's really silly and kind of overused and cliche, but it's really important Mm -hmm. because when you're journaling, you can track your unhappiness. Because I think what happens a lot of times is people will be unhappy for a long period of time. 
They'll be talking about it. They'll exist in it. But our brains do this really crazy thing where they can trick us to forgetting how unhappy we are, or it can be a normal state. When you journal, you can see like, dang, I've been unhappy in this relationship for years. I've been unhappy at this job for years. And you can really see the things that you need to do in your life to feel better and hopefully motivate you to make changes that are going to help you live more aligned. And again, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be beautiful. It's not going to be Instagrammable, but it will be something that ultimately makes you more happy and makes you feel more at peace. I love that you're bringing this up first journaling, obviously huge fan. So it's really, really great for introspection, self-reflection and realizing things that maybe you didn't want to look at before. And also what you mentioned, um, this is really, really great is you can see how long you've been settling. You can literally see, oh, it's not that I'm just like throwing this relationship off no matter how many years away or I'm just like ending and leaving this job because it's been like temporarily uncomfortable for a month or two because it's been stressful deadlines yada yada like no it's actually been it's been your new normal and you've been settling for this new normal that you clearly don't want to tolerate and settle for in your life and this is really great because I think a lot of people are like oh I don't want to like throw something away I don't want to like you know like jump to this like change too quickly But wait a second, like if you've been doing this for more than six months or a year or even multiple years, you're not just like giving up. It's not like you're you're um, failing in the relationship or you're failing at that job. No, you're just like really valuing yourself. So I love, love, love that you're saying that. And um, talking about like being in your Saturn return, being in this in this period of your life where a lot of things are crumbling and shifting and evolving and changing. Um what is your take on being in your 30s? Obviously, your podcast show is called Almost 30. So you definitely have a connection to that. Why Why do you think this time in our lives is so fundamentally important and transformational and life-shifting and gives us the opportunity to actually step more into our power, our authentic truth, and our our purpose as well, and really our our worthiness as, as a woman? Yeah, I think... When I was in my 20s, I remember fearing my 30th birthday and I was like so nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, right. I should be doing this. I should be doing that. Da, 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 da. And it felt like the perception that I had growing up was that your college years or university for international people, those years are the best years of your life. And after that, life just gets worse and worse. And you're then in the real world and everything just kind of gets worse. But what I've found is that my life keeps getting better and better and better as I get older every single year. And I know it can seem weird when you're in your early 20s, when someone that's in their 30s is like, life gets better. It's amazing. It's like, I cannot <laughs> even tell you, girl, it gets so much better. Like everything just gets better. I feel so much more at peace in all areas of my life. But during your Saturn return, that period from your 27 to 30 years old, when your prefrontal cortex is coming online. So you have something that's happening in your brain where your consciousness is coming online. And when that happens, you start to really look at all areas of your life and see if they're working or not. So for me and my Saturn return, I had to look at how I view my body, how I view money, how I view success, how I view friendship, mm. and really look at like, does it feel good for me? And if not, what Love can I do that. to change it? 
So your Saturn return period, all these things are going to happen. All these changes are going to happen that seem really challenging and that can seem like rock bottom moments, but are really opportunities for you to step more into a life that you love and create something new. And in your 30s, you're really, really reaping the benefits of your hard Saturn return season. Because if you've been approaching your Saturn return season with consciousness, with um, yeah. truth, curiosity, you can really live in your 20s a life that you love. Like, I really went through it in my Saturn return season, but now I feel more confident than ever before, more beautiful than ever before, more like aligned than ever before. And also mm -hmm. it's like, you stop comparing so much. I think in your twenties, you're just like looking around, you're kind of comparing, you're like, what are they doing? What do they look like? Who are they with? All of these things. When you're in your thirties, mm -hmm. you're like, I don't even really care. Like I'm going to live my life. I'm going to do my thing. And it's just really, really beautiful to feel settled in my body, to feel settled in my experience and love who I am. And that doesn't mean that I'm living my dream life. Like there's so much that I want to change about my life, but it means that I'm so much more accepting and at peace than I ever was in my twenties, but I still have that same drive. I love that so damn much. Like what you're saying, it all just like sounds like you're coming home to yourself in yeah. your thirties. You're truly, truly coming home to who you are, what you value, what you stand for, what you want out of life, which may completely differ to what other people in your like social circle or in your family want and like expect nice. from you. And um, this has been huge for me too, where I like really had to take a step back and understand like, okay, the way I want to like design my life, it looks so different and feel so different from what anyone else around me is doing and owning that. And what you said about like no longer comparing, no longer feeling like inferior or like living. So like, just like looking on the outside, looking for validation and approval and kind of like trying to find guidance on like, what's the right thing to do in my life. And like, what are other people doing? That must be the right thing. because majority of people is doing that. Um, like rather than doing that, really finding your own truth and your own inner compass. And I love how you said you kind of start redefining success and fulfillment and what that gets to look and feel like for you because oftentimes we have these you know like concepts in society of this is how it should be this is how it should look this is how it should feel when in fact we get to define and choose that for ourselves and so for you it's been a time of reclaiming your power I've been hearing of reclaiming your truth who you are and just creating a life that feels more in alignment with who you have become and who you've always truly been behind all the layers mm -hmm. um and I love 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 to hear that because I think for a lot of people it's like oh, when I'm like turning 30, then my life is like starting to go downhill. Like my life is nearly over. Like I just like recently read this Instagram post like a couple of days ago and I really had to laugh because I was like, this is so true. Like society markets aging, especially for women, mm -hmm. as this like really negative thing of like your life is over and men don't want you anymore because your body starts changing, yada, yada. Like it's like, no, we're actually starting to come alive. We're actually starting to step into womanhood. And this is so, so powerful to like, like realize like no your life is not over your life is just beginning um and so I love 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 that you said that um it really hit home for me gave me goosebumps um talking about being in your 30s let's also talk about dating I know I have a lot of women in my community that are in their late 20s third early 30s even mid 30s um that are single right now that are feeling like oh like I should be by now in a committed relationship I should have a stable you know like love life I should have figured it out yada yada like what is a 
paradigm or perspective shift you can give to anyone who feels like they're either in a relationship but not fully happy or they're single and they feel like they should already be further ahead like being married having kids or just like having a relationship in the first place you like as a high value woman like being conscious and like also dating consciously what are some things that you've learned and realized for yourself that are really important to keep in mind when it comes to your love life love dating romance in your 30s this is my whole life right now. Ooh, <laughs> so, love to hear that. Just for background, so I was someone that was always in long-term relationships. I've dated a bit, but I've had long-term relationships since I was like 14. My longest wow. relationship was my ex-husband. We were together for like 10 years wow. and we were married. And so I recently was divorced. It was mutual and it was something that was really beautiful and conscious. We just wanted different things from life, but I never saw myself in my thirties being someone that would be single again. You know, I thought I would be married, but Mm. it's been the most fun, beautiful thing ever. Because once you go to the point where the marriage is the ideal that everyone has, they're like, I just want to be married. I just want to be a wife. I just want to like, and then you get married and you are a wife and you're like, oh, and then I'm married and I'm a wife and I still have the same problems that I had before in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Now it's like nothing really changes. And you realize that like the covenant of marriage is so powerful and so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that I did get married, but it's like just a thing that we often check off our list and a mm-hmm. goal we try to achieve. And we think that once so we true. get there, all of our problems will go away. That once we're married, we're going to be fine. Once we're married, we'll be happy. Once we find the person, all is well. We'll ride off into the sunset and everything's good. And it's not true. Once you get married, you have to work on your relationship. You have to really go deep with someone. You have to commit even further. It is not easy. So going Mm. to that point where I was in that relationship and then, you know, ended it, I was like, whoa, it's not about being married. It's about being someone that is in love with my life and in love with my partner and whoever that partner may be. Um, and coming into dating now as a conscious woman, as someone that like is really dedicated to living a life that I love has been so much fun Mm -hmm. because I'm not going into any date with the expectation that this person is going to complete me, that this person defines me, that this person, um, needs to give me anything, that this person needs to be anything, but what they are. And my energy of like dating is just looking for a series of positive experiences with someone. I think before when I was younger, in my 20s, I would meet a person and I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're hot. We have chemistry. And then I would try and make everything a green flag. Like they would say Mm -hmm. something or do something and I would be like, no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Like it works. Oh, they haven't responded in two days. That's fine. You know, oh my God, they they don't have a job right now. Like that's totally fine. And now I think when you're in your thirties, you have such a great life that you kind of Mm. look for red flags. You're like, okay, what is like, why isn't this working? Why isn't this a good thing? Which Mm. is fine. But finding a balance is really, really beautiful. But when you approach men and you don't want them to complete you, you don't want them Mm. to like be your husband right away. You don't want them to be your baby daddy. You just want to have fun and see if they're going to give you a series of positive experiences to build trust, Mm -hmm. to build rapport, to build consistency. Everything just changes because they're like, oh my God, this is no pressure. I get to hang out with this amazing person. We get to have a lot of fun. I'm not feeling like I'm being interviewed. I'm not feeling like she secretly hates me or like she's trying to get something from me. We can develop a really natural, conscious, beautiful relationship. So I've just had the best time period. Um, But I know for people that are in their 20s and feel like, oh my God, I need to find my person. I need to get married, da, 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 da. It's like, what I've known is that all of my friends that are married, 
miss the single season of their life and wish they could go back and date a little bit. And all of my friends that are single want to be married. So we just have to figure out a way to be okay with where we are and see the beauty of wherever we're at in our journey to really make the most of the experience. Because once you get in the other situation, you're going to wish you were in the other place. So how can you really love whatever situation that you're in and where you are? So how I'm approaching dating and how I suggest for anyone to approach dating at any age is really just to go in with no expectations and just see it as a series of positive experiences. Just try and have a series of positive experiences. Because I think if we go into a date, like, is this my husband? Is this my soulmate? Is this my lover? We can miss out on an amazing person. And then we can also really go in with expectations that we're kind of looking to miss And it can be really challenging. Like there's only going to be one person that you're with. Maybe there's a few people that you're with in your life, but it's like, we just need to really reframe and make it something that can be a learning and growth experience for us. That's what I've seen my process. Like, what is this person showing me about me? I've learned so much by the men with the men that I've dated about myself. Mm. I've learned about where I negotiate my boundaries. When I like a guy, I've learned how I like really start to lead and I don't want to be leading in my relationships or when I'm like overdoing it or when I'm like underdoing it or when I'm mm-hmm. being inauthentic because I want them to like me. Like there's so many things that we can do in dating that we can use for our own growth and development and also just bringing fun back to it. Like this is a person that's in front of you. It's like people kind of go into dating. They're like, I hate dating. I hate men. I hate this thing. It's like, yeah, you're not going to have a good experience if you have a negative attitude about it. But if you go in and you're like, this is a human, I'm a human. We're just meeting in person. We're seeing what's good. We could leave in an hour. We could leave in five hours. And there's no pressure to have this be something that's like super crazy. So taking the pressure off, seeing it as a growth opportunity, and just really trying to have a series of positive experiences is really how I'm approaching it. I love that so much, especially the whole taking the pressure off, because for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. there's so much expectation and pressure on this is a prospect and like I'm dating to like marry like yes of course ultimately at the end of the day yes we date to like eventually like meet the one person and then marry them and be happy um, live happily ever after right like of course that's the whole point but also can we enjoy the journey and the process and we do that by as you said being so present with that person getting to know them getting to know ourselves defining our boundaries our standards our negotiables or non-negotiables and really seeing it as I'm discovering myself through other people and these connections that I'm making and really as you said too enjoying the single era because what you said really hit home for me like the your friends that are single want to like be married and then those who are married want to be like dating like having those fun experiences again um and it's because yeah like there there is positives there is like pros and cons to each state like whether you're single or married like there's pros and cons and so it's really about whether you're married like make the most out of that and enjoy to the fullest and if you're single do the same rather than making yourself wrong and putting this like timeline on it like oh I'm this age so now I should quote unquote should be here should be there in my relationship in my love life um really taking the pressure off I so so love that because as women we're meant to enjoy our single life and our single era our girlfriend era we're dating our girlfriends having fun um so I really really love that and the most important part, piece that you said was kind of enjoying your own company and dating yourself and being so okay with that rather than like wanting to find someone asap to like fill the void and to like 
entertain you and to make you happy rather than really focusing on being your own person, making yourself happy and dating from this place of wholeness, of inner wholeness and inner like, I'm so good and you're an addition to my life and that would be an amazing addition, but I don't need anyone to complete me. You can just be an add-on in my life, an important add-on, a big add-on, a big part, but still not like your whole life because if you outsource your happiness or anything to another person, you're you're no longer in a place of personal power. Um, so I really, really love that you said that. And I'd actually love to turn like a little bit more into the Saturn return theme because we've been touching a little bit on that. And I know a lot of people are like, what exactly is this? Like, I, I, I want to learn more. And for me, I just started learning about this maybe a year ago when actually my Saturn return started. Because as, as we just spoke, I just turned 28. So it has started for me a year or so ago, and I could really, really feel the shift. So would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about what exactly is the Saturn return? What can we expect? What does it have to do with like how our life is shifting and evolving? What is the transformation we can expect during our Saturn return? Yeah. So the Saturn return is an astrological event that happens when you're around 27 to 30. You'll probably have like two to three Saturn returns in your life because it happens every 27 to 30 years. And it's really important because Saturn basically hits on the same exact place in the sky as when you were born. And Saturn is the taskmaster. It is the grandfather. It is a planet that is going to shake things up for you to really look at your life, see what's working and see what's not, and really mm -hmm. make change for the better. So it can be incredibly uncomfortable. It can be have lots of upheaval. Or it can be really beautiful. If you're living a life that you love of alignment, of joy, of pleasure, it's going to be really nice because you're already living in alignment. But if you're not, there's going to be a lot of things that happen. You could leave a relationship. You could lose your job. You could overdraft on your bank account. You could find yourself in um, toxic friendships. You could have mm -hmm. crazy happen that really want you to look at the patterns that you're in. So for me, that was patterns related to my body. I was someone that mm -hmm. really struggled with the relationship with my body for most of my life. You know, I was mm -hmm. in a home where my worth was based on how I looked. My worth was based mm -hmm. on how much I weighed, what my body looked like. And so when I was in my late twenties, it became so hard for me to exist without that constant conversation about what I was eating, how much I was working out, how many calories, Da, 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 da. And it really mm. became such a loud voice that I knew I needed to do something. I knew I needed to make change. So that started with therapy. It started with workshops. It started with all this type of things. And now I have an amazing relationship with my body and the way I view food. food. But without that moment of like, this is so painful. I need to make a change. I probably mm. wouldn't have. And I'd be in my 50s or 40s still hating myself and my body. I also mm. had lost a job. I also had left a long-term relationship. I had a lot of friendship breakups. I had debt. I had all of these things that were like, how do you view money? And I'm like, actually, I'm afraid to have money. I, it makes me nervous. Mm -hmm. like, I feel like people are going to come after me. Okay, how can I look at that relationship and make it better? The romantic mm -hmm. relationship that I was in wasn't really expansive, wasn't really deep, wasn't really meaningful. Had to shake that up to get out of it where I could move into a relationship with someone that I really loved and that was my ex-husband. The friendships that I was in. How was I in these toxic dynamic with women where we were gossiping? We weren't really supportive of one another. We were kind of doing all these things. Mm -hmm. 
And with the Saturn return, it made it so uncomfortable that I had to do something. And so for people that are in their late 20s, it's really good to look if you're near Saturn return. You can go to our website. We have a calculator. It's at almost30.com. We have a Saturn return calculator for people that can look at the exact dates of their Saturn return and see when that was. Um, And just know that this is all happening for your greatest good. It's happening for you, not to you. Mm. And it's here to make you better. It's here to make you more of you. This is the whole point. You've been conditioned in so many different ways by so many different messages from media, from your parents. It's all about undoing that conditioning to find who you truly are. I love, love, love that. It's really about like shining light on those areas where you've been just like comfortably cruising around, but not really wanting to step up. Like maybe you've been desiring more, you've been craving more out of your relationship, your career, your friendships, your health, your relationship with your body, as you said, like you want more fulfillment, but what are you actually like tangibly changing for that? And I think, as you said, like this is the time to make those uncomfortable changes so that in your 30s, you can be thriving because of those changes you made. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, they're kind of like afraid of this time. It's like, oh my gosh, like, how can I get through this? But I think the question is more so, how can I enjoy this as much as possible? And if there's already alignment in your life, you'll be thriving, as you said. If there's a lack of alignment, this is your chance to create that alignment and to realign in certain life areas. What I've learned really is that Saturn really demands you to take responsibility for your life, take responsibility for your own shortcomings as well, and be honest Um, In terms of where have I been maybe not the woman that I want to be to have what I want to have? Like, where can I step up more? Where can I release more, heal more, claim more um, and become become that version of me that I know I could be if I would stop like sabotaging myself, believing certain things about myself, engaging in sabotaging patterns, et cetera, et cetera. I think this is really the time for us to be accountable for our choices and to embrace that transformation that we've been craving and seeking rather than being so damn afraid of it. And so I love that we spoke about this. I'll put the link to the the website and the calculator in the show notes because I want to do this myself. I want to know the exact date. I'm I'm super curious. I love that. Um, I would also love to touch on microdosing. I know you're microdosing mushrooms. You're a huge fan of that. Um, And I think a lot of people are like either into it or they're like having real respect, which you should have, of course, always. But they're like, oh, no, this is like doing drugs. I'm not going to do that. Yada, yada. Like, what do you think is something that makes microdosing so healing? And like, what are the main benefits you've just been like noticing and experiencing in yourself, in your own body and mind? How has this um, expanded you and supported you in your growth and your healing and anything, any aspect of life? Yeah. So when we talk about microdosing, in my case, I'm talking about microdosing psilocybin, which is Mm -hmm. mushrooms, but you can microdose other things. You can microdose ketamine, you can microdose LSD, you could microdose a lot of different things. So microdosing is like an umbrella that covers a lot of different things. But Mm -hmm. in my case, it was psilocybin. Um, And I'm someone that's done plant medicine. I've done different types of modalities of healing over the years. I am like an experimenter. I'm here on earth to learn and grow and see what works and see what doesn't and just see what's possible. So it's not out of my wheelhouse to try new things. Um, I microdosed for 
probably six months, I think in 2021, I've done it here and there from that point, but really it was a beautiful healing for me in my journey. I was at a point in my marriage that was really, really challenging. We weren't sure what we were doing. We weren't sure if we were going to work, if things were going to happen. And so microdosing was really helpful for me in looking at the relationship from a level of love, from a level of peace, and really thinking differently about the situation that I was in. So microdosing mm-hmm. psilocybin is something that um, people can do in different doses in different ways. But what it does, the psilocybin does, is it helps you to create new neural pathways in the brain. So the neural mm-hmm. pathways that we take are neural pathways that are usually well-trodden over time. So you could have a neural pathway that says, I'm unworthy and no one likes me. Mm-hmm. And that is something that was created from a really young age. Maybe you saw your parents didn't like each other. Maybe you saw your mom talking crap about herself. Maybe your parents were talking poorly about you. So you created a neural pathway that said, I'm unworthy and no one likes me. What psilocybin can do is create a new neural pathway that you could eventually take. So in the case of doing psilocybin, if you were working on your worthiness wound, you could create a new neural pathway that was like, I'm worthy as F and life is good. And that neural pathway could be the neural pathway that you eventually end up taking in the brain to create a life that you love. So it creates new um, neural pathways, and it also helps with your neuroplasticity for you to create different experiences, for you to expand your mind, expand your consciousness in various ways. I felt like it was incredibly healing and powerful. In the end, it was something that I stopped doing because the results aren't something that like you want to continue to do over time. It is Mm. work. It is really fun and playful at times, but at times it's really deep. Like I remember Mm. a moment where I was microdosing and I was with friends and I was noticing this pattern that I had with friends where I would be really paranoid that they were talking bad about me or really paranoid Mm. that they, you know, were gossiping about me. And I would really be weird and uncomfortable. And I was like, whoa, I need to, first of all, address this wound I have with women where I'm scared that they're gossiping about me or talking about me or whatever. And I'm afraid of them. So relate. It's like, you're afraid of them. You're like, oh my God, I'm so scared to like leave them. And then also I need to kind of chill on the psilocybin because I need to address the wounds that have come up. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't recommend it to anyone, but it's something that's been really beautiful for me. And there's tons of research on it now. Um, MAPS is an organization. It's um, really powerful. They have tons of research if people are interested in it. And there's a mm-hmm. company that I've worked with before called Axis Mundi. It's A-X-I-S Mundi, M-U-N-D-I. And they have really good resources for people that want to microdose or are interested in learning more. I love that you're saying like, do it in a way where whenever you feel like there's something to look at, you like stop for a second and you're actually like looking at it, processing it, integrating it rather than just like keep going, going, going. Cause I think, yeah, it it definitely can be super addictive too. I can imagine like I've never myself like experienced that, but like I could imagine that people are just like, oh, like I want to grow more and I want to expand more. And like, I love all the downloads I have and all the realizations um, and all of that. But also it's so, so important, I think, to really give yourself time to digest what's coming up what it sounds like from your experience there's been a lot of like just like realizations you had about your life yourself your relationship your sisterhood wound maybe um where you just like felt like wow like this is this is a lot I need to like sit with that for a moment and I think it can be so so healing um the sisterhood wound actually I when I just said I can still relate it's because mm-hmm. I think a lot of women who had really uncomfortable experiences during their childhood were like they're maybe having been excluded or 
feeling like they're not belonging or like there's no like genuine connection with other women I used to have the same fear of like oh other people may be talking about me behind my back I, I feel like I don't fully like fit in here I don't really belong here um this is beautiful to know that this is something that you can actually like start working with in order to like heal those who is like your worthiness wound your sisterhood wound so I love that we touched on this and I also will put the link to the resource that you mentioned in the show notes because I think this is definitely something for for people who like want to expand their mind in certain aspects and ways to like really look into I know that a lot of our listeners are also very very interested in all things lifestyle design I know you're really really huge on that Mm -hmm. and I'd love to hear more about like what exactly does life design conscious lifestyle design mean to you what are some non-negotiables maybe when it comes to designing a life you love what are things you'll learn along the way um when it comes to really creating this life where you're like um, no matter if I'm in my early 20s or late 30s or no matter what age, like I really, really love the life I've created, whether you're single or not, whether you're, um, you know, like making the money you're making or not, like no matter what it is, like how can people create this life where they're feeling so, so, so fulfilled? Yeah. Yeah. As someone that like never thought I would live a life that I love, like never thought it was possible. It's like crazy to even think that it is possible. But what I realized in my journey, you know, I went through a period, I think it was like 2019, where I was just so out of it. Like I was working on almost 30. We were thriving from the outside. We had our business and all of this stuff, but I was like, so off. I was like, I have this vision for what my life is and it's nothing close to that. And I realized Mm -hmm. that so many of us can do visualization or manifestation or have this clear idea of what we want to do with our life or how we want to live. So for me, I was like sitting in my apartment and I was like, I want to live in Malibu on the water. And I want to do this and do that. And I want to experience this thing. And I want to look like this. And I want all these things. And I felt so far from that. I was like, I'm so Mm -hmm. far from that life. Like this is crazy. I I don't even know what to do. And so I kept sitting and and visualizing and meditation and thinking about it. And then I realized that I wasn't taking any action in my day-to-day life to take small steps to living that life that I loved. So what I did for like a month, I stayed home for the holidays in Los Angeles instead of going home where I'm from. And I just did a complete life edit. I redid my mm-hmm. entire apartment. I detoxed my digital scape. I did an audit of my relationships. I did a wellness reboot. I um, looked at my mental health. I looked at all of these areas of my life and that eventually created my program called the Life Edit. And the Life Edit's really Mm -hmm. about just taking small action in your life to have the energetic reverberation exist in the non-physical realm to transform you from the inside out. Um, As an example, one of the modules I really love is called the Spatial Edit. And the Spatial Edit is all about feng shui. It's all about energetics. And it's all about like, getting rid of a lot of things in your apartment, cleansing your space so that you feel like you're living in a space that you feel proud of, that feels clean, that feels inspiring, that feels organized, Mm -hmm. that feels like a home, that feels like it's a reflection of you. Because if Mm -hmm. you are trying to create a life that you love, but you have the messages coming back to your subconscious in a space that's dirty, decluttered, uninspiring, not something that you love, you're never going to be able to step into your greatness because you're constantly surrounding yourself with messages that you're not enough or you're not aligned. So I'm really all about 
just being in our world here in the actual physical realm and doing things every single day that can really support you in creating a life that you love. Because I think for so much of us, we're like, where do I even start? Where do I even begin? What are the things I could do? Mm -hmm. Life edit like breaks every single thing down that I've ever done in my life that I've heard on the podcast that I've learned over the years that can really, really support you in all areas of your life. I love that you're saying this because I think a lot of people are, as you said, going through the motions. They're not really questioning like, oh, why am I doing the things that I'm doing every day? Why am I in this job? Why is my apartment a little bit cluttered? Why do I have all these things, all this stuff that is taking up space, but also energetic space, of course. So I love that you created this program that really teaches people step by step like how they can kind of reset and recalibrate and understand, okay, this is how I want to feel. Well, then this is what needs to happen in my external world to kind of bring me this feeling of maybe freedom, of maybe alignment, of truth, like what needs to physically change and how can I take small action steps every single day? And it's about living very intentionally, right? It's really about being intentional with like, this is the life that I want and this is where I'm at now and how can I bridge the gap between the now where I'm at and where I aspire to be, where I see myself, who I aspire to be and what I want my external reality to look and feel like. And so you have all these modules and you're teaching people step-by-step, right? Like how they're actually able to get there as well. What exactly can people expect inside? So there's multiple modules Mm -hmm. and then you're walking them through your signature process, right? Exactly. So what I love about the life edit is like people kind of do like take it like all the information's there in downloadable form and audio form in the the back end, but people kind of mm-hmm. take it and run with it. So they'll make notion boards of all the things you can do. They'll write it on whiteboards. But as an example, there's six modules within it. So I looked at the six areas of my life that felt like they were the most important and felt mm-hmm. like they were areas I wanted to invest in. I wanted to detox. I wanted to let things go to make space for the new. And that is my home. So the spatial edit mm-hmm. is everything about your home which includes your bathroom, your closet, your bed, like all of your drawers, like it's all of that organization and editing. So you can live in a space that you make space for greater things to come through in. That's the relationship Mm -hmm. edit. So the relationship edit is looking at your friendships, your romantic relationships, your familiar relationships. And that is more like tangible exercises than activities. And it's really Mm -hmm. giving you the opportunity to like evaluate how your relationships are going in your life and make tweaks and changes to improve them. It has communication exercises. It has like these various like checklists and stuff like that for your Mm -hmm. relationships to be better. Also the mental edit is your mental health. So checking in on your mental health to make sure that like you're feeling less anxious, less Mm -hmm. depressed, really good. There's also the wellness edit. So I realized with my workouts that there was a period in time where I was doing tons of HIIT workouts and Mm -hmm. I wasn't feeling good. I know, same. We all did it. I was working out like a hundred times a week, like just being insane. And I'm like, okay, I need to like edit my wellness routine. Like what is feeling like me today? What is feeling good? What can I let go of? What supplements am I taking? Because some influencer told me to take them. What diet am Mm -hmm. I following? Because someone else told me to do it. And looking at our wellness routine Mm -hmm. and lifestyle, there's the digital edit. So that's another module looking at your online footprint cleaning up and organizing your desktop, your phone, deleting text messages from your ex-boyfriend, deleting notes from to your ex-best friend, deleting all of these things that still exist in your digital world. And then we have, we have relationship, mental, spatial, digital, 
wellness, and then there is one more, and that's the finance edit. So the finance edit is looking at your finances, how you organize your finances, how aware are you of your finances, Mm -hmm. canceling reoccurring payments. It's like all of the things. So in it, there are like exercises in each of the modules. There's visualizations. It's like really, really dense, but it can be something that you honestly do over the course of a year or the course of a month. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be just something that will really reboot and give you inspiration and motivation for that next level of your life. I'm so glad we're talking about this right now that it's like the beginning of a new year, the beginning of a new month, because honestly, I think this is what a lot of people need to like have this hands-on guidance of like, this is how to create your best year right now. Like these are the areas to look at. And if you say you do it over a year, then maybe you have two months per module. Or if you do it over the course of like half a year, then you have one month per module, which I think is a really good time to really go deep. Like when you declutter your home and you have a lot of stuff because you like to online shop or whatever, like that's going to take you a while. If you have a lot of clutter, like for me on my, on my phone, there's so many photos there's so many chats that definitely as you said you could easily delete um and make space because what you um just said about like decluttering your space it really stuck with me like you're making space for new things to come through that are more in alignment with who you are if you have a lot of clutter either digitally or in your actual like life with like physical belongings or even like friendships or anything that no longer truly feels like you or like a reflection of you and your values then it's kind of like it's taking up space. And it also means it kind of constipates, like like nothing can come through anymore because there's no physical space. You don't have the time space. You don't have the um, like physical space to receive the new. And so I love that you're like really putting emphasis on like releasing and decluttering and gaining clarity on like what gets to go, what gets to change, what gets to shift. Even like with workouts and what you just mentioned about your wellness routine, like, yeah, working with your cycle, working with your body, being very loving rather than just doing things that other people online tell you are the way to go because they're their way to go, but not necessarily your way to go. So I love, love, love that this is kind of a really good like guidance step by step by like, this is how you can create alignment and each area of your life so so good so i'm also going to put the link to that in the show notes people can check that out as my last question for you today krista because i know i'm conscious of your time you gotta go but what is your top tip to unpack your life for our listeners what's the one thing where you like start with this take this integrate it and you will see a change in your life Okay, I'm gonna go big because I feel like your your audience is ready and they're like ready to go deep. They want like the big thing. Take responsibility for every single thing in your life. Every single thing. Every single bad thing in your life, whether it's a toxic friendship, a toxic relationship, a job that you hate, like the body that you hate, whatever it is, take responsibility empower Mm. yourself. And that also means to take responsibility for all the good in your life. I think when we think about Mm. taking responsibility, we're like, oh my God, I like, I'm in this, like for me, I was in a marriage that wasn't aligned and I had to take responsibility for that whole thing and be like, yo, this is completely because of my soul needing to learn something. And I chose to be Mm -hmm. in this, but then also we can take responsibility for the good. Like I have a space that I live in that I love and I'm going to take responsibility for that. I created this space. I have friendships that I'm so excited about. I can take responsibility for that. So it's both ends of the stick, just taking deep responsibility for your life and just being excited about the possibility of creating something even better in the future. 
I love that because it's really you asking the question, how did I co-create this? The good and the uncomfortable, let's say. Mm -hmm. Like not the bad because nothing is really bad, but the uncomfortable. Like, okay, this happened for me for a reason. You learn like each friendship that was like unhealthy, each relationship that was toxic, like it, it happened for you to learn something and to become that next level version of you. And so um, I love that you're saying this because I think a lot of people live in effect mode where they're just like, oh, like this happened to me, can't do anything about it. Well, poor me, right? And rather than saying that, saying, well, how can I now consciously co-create? How can I take aligned action? How can I actually say, yes, I allowed this or I co-created this and I tolerated this and this is how I'm going to change this now because we always have the choice. Um, So I love, love, love that you brought this up because personal ownership, responsibility, this is so, so, so important. Thank you so much, Krista, for coming onto the show today and for sharing all of your wisdom for everyone listening. You can find all the links to all the things we discussed today, like her IG page and her podcast and website a program in the show notes and if you enjoyed listening to this episode of course don't forget to leave this podcast a rating a review send it to your best friend who needs to hear this tag us on your ig story so we can see that you love the episode and of course be sure to check out all the links in the show notes to get notified when the next episode goes live simply subscribe on either itunes or spotify to unpack your life so you never miss a beat um thank you again krista for sharing all of your stories and tips and hands-on advice this was so so helpful and now everyone who listened is having like a whole list now of things to like take away from this and i'm already looking forward to connecting in the next episode